Welcome to this special edition of the Connect Extension podcast, brought to you by the Extension Foundation. The Extension Foundation is a nonprofit organization designed to be the engine fueling U.S. Cooperative Extension's advancement in making a more visible and measurable impact in support of education outreach from land-grant universities and colleges located in every state and territory. The Extension Foundation is embedded in the U.S. Cooperative Extension System and serves on the Extension Committee on Organization and Policy. It provides an array of opportunities for Extension professionals that foster innovation creation, the adoption of innovations at member institutions, and increased impact of Extension programs. This work is supported by membership dollars and funding from USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture, grant number 2020 We are returning for the third and final part of a very special episode of the Connect Extension podcast. This is our National Juntos Road Trip, and I'm joined by Diana Urieta. She's the Senior Director, Co-Developer, and Extension Specialist for the Juntos program out of North Carolina State University. So if you've been following along, in the first episode, we connected with the Juntos program out in Oregon State University. Then we drove down to California and connected with the program there. From there, we made our way back to Washington State, and then we went over to Wisconsin. Now, Deanna and I are on our trip back west to visit with the University of Idaho. Deanna, since we have some time, would you mind sharing the other states that are also implementing the Juntos program? Yes, there are other Juntos states around the nation. Uh, We have New York, Florida, Illinois, Indiana, Nebraska, Colorado, Nevada, and uh, we're just starting uh, in Texas. Uh, We Through National 4-H's support, we had um, the program there with some New York Life funding a couple of years ago. Um, Unfortunately, the program ended after the funding left, but um, our uh, 1890 university there has applied for a SIFAR grant. It was granted that award, and so they'll be starting juntos uh, this this coming school year. The 1890 land-grant institution, is that Prairie View A&M University in Texas? Yes. Now that we're in Idaho, we're going to be picking up Gretchen and Eduardo to join us. Welcome to both of you. We'd love for you to introduce yourselves to our listeners. My name is Gretchen Manker, and I am a Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Educator for the University of Idaho Extension in Jerome County, and I am also the Program Manager for the Jerome County Juntos. So my name is Eduardo Reyes. I am the Juntos 4-H Program Coordinator here in Jerome, Idaho, and uh, under the University of Idaho Extension. 
What year did you bring Juntos to Idaho? In our state, it was implemented in 2018. So why Juntos in your state, in the state of Idaho? So one of well, the biggest reason why Juntos was started in our state, um, and quite frankly, I even believe in the entire nation, was because our Latino and Latina youth have the highest dropout rate of all other ethnic groups in the nation. Um, and that is particularly to a couple of reasons, but that is primarily why this program was started. There is a need um, to help our Latino and Latina communities, um, to help our students stay in school and finish school. In our community here in Jerome, it's Juntos has just been an excellent fit for our students and our families. Um, we do have a high population of Latinx uh, families in our community, and it was just a need that Juntos really has uh, complemented. What are your greatest hopes for this effort, and what's your vision for Juntos? Um, I guess my vision of Juntos is to grow the program. I think that um, being Latino myself, I went through a similar program at a collegiate level called CAMP. And so I have that firsthand experience of this sort of impact that a program like that has on Latino youth. And so I think it's a program that all students, like I was, you know, at that age, deserve a program like this that'll bring them that support and that help, that sense of belonging, um, because I know the impact that it had on me. And it's, you know, thanks to a program like a Juntos, um, I am in the position that I am now. I never, I never thought I would be in education. Um, quite frankly, I didn't like school growing up. And so for a program like that to change my complete perspective on education, to give me the opportunity to go to school and continue my education um, has made a big difference for me. And so I think a program like this, by growing it, it would have, and it would impact a lot more Latino youth in the nation um, to, you know, push them to do bigger and better things. My greatest hopes, um, it's really for the students and the families to have a bigger uh, vision of the possibilities of going on or different careers that they are part of. And I also really envision them working tighter as a family in these goals, you know, working as a family, as a family goal. Um, there's been so many sacrifices in these families that uh, making it a family goal is just uh, very important. And I think the other thing I see is the importance of coordinators like um, Eddie, who um, his just professional um, goals with Juntos. I just see a vision for all coordinators and educators to just broaden their horizons and see how we can reach a different audience. And what is your greatest need as you continue to have success with this program? So I've been in this role for going on four years now, and it feels like every year that we've had this program, we've had a longer and longer wait list. Yes. Um, the program, the services that we're providing not only in Idaho, but all over the nation with Juntos, they're making an impact in our communities. Mm -hmm. um, the students know it, the families are, are realizing that, are seeing it. 
I think that our biggest need is, um, I guess, help for capacity, I guess. Um, like I said, I mean, uh, here, our team, we have, I mean, four, it's myself, our assistant coordinator, we have Gretchen, we have Tina, our 4-H coordinator. Um, and we're, we're, at, we're serving currently 80 something students. Yes. And um, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. We love every one of our students, every one of our families. And then Jerome, I believe we have over a 50% um, student population that are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely a need, but there's not enough to be able to help more students. Um, there's obviously there's a lot of things that we can improve on, but I believe the biggest thing, at least that I would like to see is, um, I guess, assistance to be able to serve more students yeah. because we've seen the impact that it's having and it'd be awesome to be able to reach more students. To serve more students and in the long the long term, you know, we're on a, we're very fortunate to be on a CIFAR USDA NIFA grant for five years and we just, we're just really getting rolling with, you know, 80, we have more than 80 students in our program and we just see that it could keep going and going. You know, we just really want it to keep going and going, whether Eddie and I are here or not here or, um, because the community is really seeing the value of the program. And I'm just curious, how many are on the wait list to get in? I, we have probably like 20, 30 kids. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yes. and, and more of, I mean, those are just the ones that I've kind of been keeping track of, but I know there's more students every year, more and more kids are asking about it um, by word of mouth from students or families. Um, we've had a couple of times, I think, when we've had some different families join in to our parent meetings. Um, they just like the environment that we have. Um, we're very family oriented as a team and as a program in general. We care about every single one of our students and families as if they were our own. And so it's just an environment and, and you know, they feel safe. And yes. I think that's what really makes them trust us and trust the program and, and see the difference that we're making. I One of the most amazing and exciting things for me to see is we have several families now that have, we have multiple students, siblings in our, in our groups all the way from eighth to 11th grade. And that just is fantastic to me of, you know, how, and these families talk to each other and, that is one of the most exciting parts for me is to have the siblings want to be in the program and see the value. So that's really great. What extension best practices for working with Latinx communities are emerging as you implement Juntos? So prior to being the Juntos coordinator, I was coordinating a program that's very, very similar. That was, um, founded by the University of Idaho. It was a small grants, one year program. Um, But that first year I had a different supervisor. It was a different team, different rules. Um, So it's safe to say there was really no boundaries for me. Um, And I don't mean to say that in like a bad way, Um, but I felt like there was a lot going on that first year. Um, I had little experience, little to no help. so it was a pretty stressful year. And I would say that some of the things that extension and 4-H included with that have really helped out with is putting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think boundaries are always good because it keeps us as coordinators, as, you know, extension educators, as a team safe, but more importantly, our students and our, and our families. Um, because one of the things about this job, this program, it's very easy to get, very easily or very easy to get carried away. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel at times like I'm a social worker and I'm, I'm not. Um, and so extension and 4-H have really helped me and our students and families and setting some of those boundaries so that we are safe um, individually as a program. Um, and just, it's, it's good overall. I feel like I've, I've felt a lot less stressed because of those boundaries. It's helped out a lot and being able to say, you know, unfortunately, as much as I want to do that, we can't, you know, and saying no to certain things for the benefit of our students and families. Um, and so I would say the biggest thing is the boundaries. Yes. That's been huge. It's helped out a lot. The, um, the one thing, like Eddie mentioned, is, you know, this, the structure of 4-H is there and, and kind of bringing in these kids and families into that structure and then the Juntos 4-H. Um, the one thing that is very great about Extension and even just here in Idaho is there's just so many resources for programming for the parents and the youth. You know, and we've done everything from art to finance to um, cooking, coding, coding robots. I mean, it's just the the amount of resources that are available through extension here in Idaho and then throughout the country. It's just, it's really been excellent. What other takeaways can you share about implementing Juntos? Oh, well, we, we've learned that the parents are, are ready and very open to this program and they're so grateful and they're so grateful to have access to language, you know, through our um, bilingual coordinators, you know, that access to language increases their access to schools and teachers and um, principals. And so I really, I really, you know, we do focus on the, on the youth, but the parents are amazing and they're just they're in, they're very supportive and what we've done for them or Juntos does for them. Yeah, I would say um, pretty similar to what Gretchen had said that, you know, the parents are crucial. Um, it being Hispanic, we are very uh, family oriented. And so anytime you bring, a, you know, this topic of education, I mean, they can get pretty, um, I guess pretty deep um, because, you know, education is important to everybody, but the majority of our families, mine included, are, were our immigrants, right? And so the majority of our families in our countries of origin had little to no education. So not understanding the educational system in their country of origin and coming to a new country is obviously very difficult. And so priority is supporting the family, making sure there's food, a roof over their head. And sometimes it can get, you know, a little tricky in talking about, you know, education with our families, but we've been very lucky and blessed to have, to be working with amazing families that have been very open, like Gretchen said, to that conversation, have accepted it and are all in to supporting their kids and, and getting them to finish school 
and continuing their education after that. Um, so that's been definitely a takeaway for sure. The other thing that Juntos does for these students, because you know our 11th graders have been with Eddie since they were eighth graders and then in the Juntos program, ninth, 10th and 11th. And Juntos gives these students a safe place to be at least once a day. And, you know, in Jerome, we're fortunate to have this program during the day, during school hours. And so these students have a safe place to land for a short time. And, you know, we're not only doing education, but we're doing study tables and 4-H clubs. And these kids have learned leadership skills and, um, you know, public speaking. And there's just so many things uh, about having this um, program in the school. So it's, it's, it's just been outstanding. So your connection to other states that are implementing Juntos, what's that like? You know, we're, what's been neat about this grant and this program is we're part of a nationwide Juntos team and the support we get from North Carolina State University and the, and the Juntos program there is, it's just makes you feel very team oriented and very supported and just, you know, we just learn so much from others throughout the country. So I just can't say enough great things that it is a trickle down thing. You know, we're, we're getting support and then it gives us courage to, to give that to our parents and our students. Yeah, definitely. I agree with Gretchen. Um, we could not do it without our, you know, the, the Juntos national team and all of the support and, and encouragement and guidance that they give us on a daily, weekly basis. Um, they're always checking in on us, um, you know, always making sure we're doing great. We have our coordinator monthly meetings. Um, we just appreciate them so much because it's a large team. We're in what, 11, 12 states? And for them to be able to check in, you know, check up on us and making sure we're okay and, and you know, sharing all resources as frequently as they do is, is awesome. Um, very grateful for that. How important is building trust with the students and the families to the success of your program? That trust is probably the most important thing of the entire program. Um, without trust, I don't think there is a Juntos program, to be quite honest. Um, when a parent trusts you or a student trusts you, um, it makes a huge difference because once they do, then they will listen to you, whatever you have to say, um, whether it's, you know, their student is struggling and you're recommending certain services or you're recommending them to attend a certain community events for their benefit. I mean, once they trust you, whatever you tell them, they're going to listen to you. They're going to take it very seriously and they're most likely going to attend that event or they're going to, you know, accept that suggestion or whatever it is. And, and that's where that difference is being made because, you know, if we're suggesting to a family that a student needs additional support, need to stay after school to get grades up, things like that, they don't trust you or they don't think that's important, then that student's not going to stay after school and most likely their struggles are going to continue. But, on the contrary, when they do trust you, they know that they're going to stay after school with, you know, Mr. Reyes, and he's going to work on his homework. He's going to get the help that he needs so my kid can get his grades up. And um, it makes a huge difference, you know. 
I think the biggest thing has been with us with the field trips that we've taken. Yeah. <laughs> College visitation trips to University of Idaho, Boise State University, um, you know, a bunch of places all around the state. I mean, like, again, me being Hispanic, we're very family oriented. It's not very easy for us to just let our kids go off with some strangers to a university that's eight hours away and stay there three days. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of our families trusted us. We built that trust with them where they say, we know our kids are safe with them because we know them. We know what they're about. They're open with us. There's no hidden secrets or anything like that. And, you know, we've taken, I think, on average, 30 to 40 kids um, to University of Idaho. And that's huge because there's not, you know, that just doesn't happen. You can't just from one day to another send your kid for three days, nine hours away, you know. So trust is pretty much the essential factor of the entire program. Mm -hmm. And to just... You know, most of our decisions are built on that trust. We have really great discussions on the decisions that we make. And like, just to add on to what Eddie said, you know, we always talk about our team here in Jerome and we have state 4-H support. And then we have our 4-H coordinator here in our county. And we've been able to, through her work, we've been able to build that trust and those kids, we've had kids go up into leadership into ambassadors programs and other programs that are not just juntos. Um, and so that's a huge, a huge deal for these parents to drive up and here's, here's our student and not when the coordinator's not there. I mean, to go off with 4-H people on a whole different event. That's, that's outstanding and exciting, so. Mm-hmm. I would love to know more about your success. What are some of the success stories you've had with your students? Um, first one that comes to mind because it just recently happened. One of our students, we've been working with her since she's been an eighth grader, um, an awesome student. She won elections to be student body president, president. at our high school. So being a senior next year, she is student body president. Um, Whereas, I mean, she's always been a pretty vocal person, but she would always shy away from leadership roles. She loved to talk in class, but when it came to putting that to use in a leadership role, she would be kind of timid. Um, And now in her last year, she's taken on the biggest role. Um, She actually just talked to me earlier today. She's going to be doing announcements at graduation. She's going to be introducing, um, I think, honor roll students. So she's the, the master of ceremony, I believe it's called, for graduation. She was nervous about it. She was talking to me. Um but we're so incredibly proud of her for stepping up and and taking on that role. Um, So she will be representing the entire student body population at Jerome high school next year. So that's, that's one of our Mm -hmm. highlights for our students. Two other kids that come to mind is we have one student that has participated in our ambassador program through uh, state of Idaho 4-H. And so she's part of the, the planning and steering committee for that statewide those statewide events. So that is great. The other student that comes to mind is we have a student that has gone to our local community college and and taken credits right there on campus and um, has had some good results and and some struggles. You know, it's just a different setting on a college campus. and, And, you know, some of these kids barely talked back in eighth grade and ninth grade. They... And now it's like, whew, but um, 
it's just such a neat process to, to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had several students that um, were, again, very quiet and have stepped up into leadership roles within our Juntos 4-H mm -hmm. club as club president, vice president, secretary, um, reporter, um, and even in the committees that we create within our club. And so we're just really proud of our students for developing over the years and breaking out of their shell. And I think it just comes down to the confidence that they've been able to build by having that safe space, um, by having that con you know continuous support from us, um, which makes a huge difference. It'll, you know, it will, it will push just about any kid into, you know, who they want to be, which is what we're seeing. Um, I guess the biggest highlight of all is the first cohort that we've started with is going to be seniors next year. Um, I can probably count on one hand how many students we've lost. Um, majority have been because they've moved and the rest because of scheduling. But I mean, I want to say that we're about in the 80, 90% retention rate. Mm -hmm. And so to me, as a team here in Jerome, that's a huge accomplishment to be able to have that high retention rate from eighth grade all the way to senior year. Um, we're really proud of that, of that, you know, percentage and that rate of keeping the majority of our kids. And um, now we're just excited and hopeful that all of them will graduate high school and move on to bigger and better things. Gretchen and Eddie, thank you both so much for joining us, sharing more about the Juntos program in Idaho. This brings our journey to an end, so we're going to drop you back off. Now, Deanna, since we now have to both drive back to North Carolina, we have a little bit of time, so I wanted to get your thoughts on what you heard from the University of Idaho. First of all, it was just so incredibly exciting to hear all these states share their Juntos story. Um, and that's what's so unique um, and intentional uh, to what we're trying to do within the Juntos 4-H program in general is, you know, as we do grow and other states embrace the work that we're doing, we really want to embrace the community, that community, and, and the work that needs to be done in that community. You know, Idaho has just been so um, impressive to watch because they've only been implementing Juntos for a good four years. And what I love about seeing the work there is how intentional the extension office, the 4-H educator and the Juntos coordinator and the family and consumer science educator are coming together and saying, yes, this program makes sense. How are we going to make sure that it's successful together? And because of that, they're able to bring the families into extension and the families are becoming part of um, of the work that we do with an extension so that's just a beautiful story uh, that I think we can all learn from for me it was just uh, again just a learning experience to hear the historical uh, process that each state each state goes through as they implement the program and 
you know, the other thing, when I think about Idaho again, one thing that I want to see more and more is what they've done is hire a parent, a Juntos parent who is now a coordinator. Um, so you think about the investors that have given us funding to, to implement this program, they're investing in those families. Um, think about, you know, now this particular individual has a career uh, as, within extension, right? And so I'm just really grateful for um, our partners within extension, like National 4-H Council and, and the USDA CIFAR specifically um, project that has allowed us to grow uh, in such a way that that we're able to see impact long-term. So that's been something that is encouraging. And I would say, you know, you heard and you heard Oregon State say that they, at this point, have served 5,000 um, families, right? Uh, juntos, within the time that I've been here, we can count about 10,000. So that's 15. We have to get to a point where we can count every family around the nation, right? And really show impact. So my dream for the future is just really to, to focus in on that impact um, and the evaluation process that, that we have within our Juntos program and how, as, as, as an extension program, how do we tell our story better? And I think that's a great place to wrap up our National Juntos Road Trip. Diana, thank you so much for joining me on this trip. And a big thanks to all the different folks we were able to connect with in the Juntos programs in Oregon, in California, in Washington, in Wisconsin, and Idaho. This has been a wonderful experience and it's been a wonderful story to tell. On behalf of the Extension Foundation, it has been a pleasure serving the Juntos program at North Carolina State University through our new Technologies for Ag Extension program, and we look forward to seeing your continued success. Thank you to our listeners for joining us on this journey.